0: Matthew fifteen verses twenty one through twenty eight is on page one thousand five hundred twenty two of your pew Bibles. I think we'll also have the words on the screen for you. <clears throat> Matthew fifteen verses twenty one through twenty eight. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, "Lord." Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And our daughter was healed from that very hour. Thus ends our reading of God's authoritative word. May all who hear it be granted the mercy of the Son of David. Last week we saw Jesus interacting with some of the religious leaders over the traditions of the elders. These men were Pharisees and teachers of the law from Jerusalem. You see, news about who Jesus was and what he was doing had had traveled far and wide as his popularity was continuing to grow. But for these religious leaders, this was not good news. This once Galilean problem had now become an issue throughout all of Israel. For people were claiming that, that Jesus was the son of David, the king of Israel. And this did not sit well with these men from Jerusalem. And so they tried to discredit Jesus. They they questioned him as to why his disciples did not wash their hands before they ate. This ritualistic practice, which, which was really only meant for ceremonial cleansing at the temple, It had been carried over into everyday use as a means of safeguarding one's own purity. It was one of the the, the many rules that these men followed in their attempts at being a holy people. But But if you recall, Christ rebuked these men for holding their traditions over and above the word of God. And then he, he taught the crowd, saying that, that eating food with unwashed hand does not make a man unclean. It's not about what goes into the mouth. Rather, it's about what comes out. That is what makes a man unclean. For what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. These men, these religious leaders, were, they, were, they were so focused on cleaning up their outside that they neglected the filthiness that was within. This is why Jesus called them uprooted plants and, and blind guides for these, these men, though they, they should have been representative of what true Israel is. They lacked what was necessary to be in the kingdom of God, which is a humble faith. And the irony of our our story for today is that what we see in this Canaanite woman is the exact opposite. Externally, she had nothing going for her. She was not a man. She was not a Jew. She was a Gentile. And even worse than that, she was a Canaanite. She had no claim upon God or his covenant. But she had something that these Pharisees and these teachers of the law did not have. She had a humble faith. Let's look at our passage and see how this plays out. Matthew 15, verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Once again, our passage starts out with Jesus fleeing from confrontation. This time from those religious leaders that had come all the way from Jerusalem. For he had withdrawn To the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, the time would eventually come when Jesus would face these men head on, but that day was not yet here. And so Jesus was following his Father's will as he removed himself from the conflict. And to get away from this opposition, he journeyed to that region of Tyre and Sidon. And as you can see from from the map right up there, these were two cities along the coast of the Mediterranean. I don't know if you can see that or not, hopefully. Anyways, Jesus, he was in the heart of a region called Phoenicia, and roughly about 30 to 40 miles outside of Galilee, outside of his territory. As of yet, this is is the furthest that Jesus had traveled since he began his ministry. He was going to a place where not many would have recognized him. It was going to be a a true retreat for both him and his disciples. However, there, there was this one woman who discovered that he was there and she came to him in desperate need. Her daughter had a demon and was suffering terribly. And notice what she called him. Lord, Son of David. This was a messianic term, a title which spoke to Christ's kingship and his authority. And what is ironic is that, is that there were many Jews at this time who would have never called Jesus the son of David. And yet here was this Canaanite woman, a woman who, who didn't live in a society where that, that had the word of God fed to them week in and week out. And yet she understood Jesus better than the so called experts of the law who came from Jerusalem. She had recognized him as the Messiah, this King of the Jews. And so when she approached him, she showed him great honor by calling him the Son of David. But if that wasn't enough, she also came to Christ with a humble heart. After all, what was she seeking? Mercy. The the, the Greek word is eleison, and it means to have pity. It is to see someone in, in, in their terrible state and to show compassion towards them. It is to bring help to the wretched. But in order to seek mercy, one must first humble themselves and acknowledge that they are in a state of helplessness. Again, this is the exact opposite of what we saw in the Pharisees and those teachers of the law. theirs was a religion of pride, of trying to obtain righteousness in one's own strength. But this woman, she she knew that she was helpless. Her daughter had a demon and she was powerless to do anything about it. She needed to be shown mercy. We can learn a lot from this Canaanite woman, this woman who had a humble faith. How do you approach Jesus? Do you have a humble and reverent heart? Do you recognize Jesus for who he is, this son of David who has authority over your life? And do you see your need for his mercy, that that like this woman, you are just a helpless wretch who can't do anything on your own? She had no one to turn to except for Jesus. He was her only hope. And it's no different for, for you and for me. We are a destitute people because of our sins. We cannot rescue ourselves. We need a Savior. Someone who will grant to us that mercy, just as this woman was seeking. But the question was for this woman, would she find that mercy? Would she find what she's looking for? Look at verse 23. Jesus did not answer a word. So his, his disciples came to him and urged him, "Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us." Have you ever given someone the silent treatment? Has it ever been given to you? It's not fun to be ignored. yet, yet this is what happened to this woman. She, she begged and, and pleaded, but Jesus was not answering her. And we can only make guesses as to why Jesus was quiet at this moment. Maybe it was to test this woman's perseverance. Perhaps he was, he was trying to teach some sort of lesson to his disciples. But, but whatever the reason, we, we know that this woman persisted. So much so that, that the disciples came to Jesus and asked him to send her away. Either give her what she wants or, or, or speak up and refuse her. Just stop being silent. Jesus did speak up. Look at verse 24. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Only to the lost sheep of Israel? Is this true? Did Jesus only come to rescue the Jews? Did he not care for for, for people outside of Israel? What is Jesus saying here? In the past, we have seen similar words coming from his mouth. As he was sending out the 12, he he restricted their ministry to the Jews only. Look at Matthew 10, verses 5 and 6. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. So who are these lost sheep? And why do they receive favor when others do not? Look at Jeremiah 50 verse 6. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. Now these verses were referring to the exiles living in Babylon. They were the lost sheep who had made their homes far away from the kingdom that they once had. But, but in many ways, the Jews of Jesus' day were still living in this exile. They, they may have been settled in the promised land, but they were wandering around looking for a kingdom of their own. And then suddenly, here comes Jesus, this son of David, this one who will set all things right. And he speaks of a true kingdom, one that, that comes down from heaven. It is not a kingdom built with wood or with stone, but of a more lasting substance. For he brings life everlasting and the promise that God is with them. And these promises come by the Spirit of God. And any who recognize him as the king of this realm, those who enter into this new covenant that he lays forth, they will find welcome becoming a child of of God. But is this kingdom for the Jews only? Apparently, this, this woman, this, this Canaanite, was not part of the fold. As Jesus said, that he was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. How would she respond? Look at verse 25. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, Help me, she said. She was not deterred by Jesus' response. No. Instead, she humbled herself further by kneeling down before him and asking and pleading and begging for help. Now, at this point, you would think that our compassionate Jesus would have yielded, that he would have said, okay, You have shown enough faith, I will heal your daughter. But that's not what he did. He was not yet done. He had the fortitude to to press the issue a little bit further. He had something else that he wanted to say to this woman. Listen to his words in verse 26. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Wow. I mean, this is not what the response that we are expecting from our Lord. And what he's basically saying is this: Why should I give you anything? What claim do you have on me that I that I should show you any mercy, any assistance? You are a dog. Why take the children's bread and give it to you? Okay, who are you and what did you do with my kind and gentle Jesus? I mean, did Christ really just call this woman a dog? Indeed, he did. To understand what is happening, we must first understand who this woman was. Remember, she was a Canaanite. An ancestor of Canaan. Who was Canaan? Well, we read about him in our first scripture reading. He was the son of Ham and the grandson of Noah. And it was Ham who who after the flood brought shame upon his father when Noah became drunk and lay naked in the tent. But when Noah found out what had happened, he had put a curse upon Ham's son. Look Look at Genesis 9 verse 25 again. He said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. Well, from this boy came the nations that inhabited the promised land before the Jews came in. And these were a wicked people. People who worshipped false gods. Many times sacrificing their own children to them. From from Canaan came the nations that, that the Jews would have to conquer as they were entering into this land of promise. And so for the Israelites, these, these Canaanites were bitter, bitter enemies with a long, long history. And during Jesus' day, it was common practice among the Jews to call a Canaanite a dog. Jesus was following the common parlance, the common tongue of his day. And he was doing so as a way of instructing both her and his disciples. But before we learn what that lesson is, let's let's see how this woman responds. Look at verse 27. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. What an amazing woman. She did not take offense, but she submitted to Jesus' remark. She did not not counter Christ's point by trying to to argue. Rather, she acquiesced. And in her agreement, she understood the, the, the mercy of God in a greater and greater way. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You've heard of trickle-down economics. Well, here we have trickle-down mercy. Children are messy eaters. And this bread that is given to them will eventually find its way right onto the floor. This kingdom blessing that had been given to the Jews would sooner or later work its way out into the rest of the world. And though this woman was from a cursed people, she was now seeking that blessing from God. All she was asking for was just a crumb. Last week we talked about man's fallenness, how, how, how we are depraved from birth. And now here we see this, this woman, she, she did not argue her own depravity. Rather, she accepted Christ's judgment and sought his mercy. She acknowledged her position as a Canaanite dog and looked for crumbs. How wonderfully different is this woman from what we had seen last week with those men from Jerusalem? She had humbled herself to the position of a dog because she trusted in Jesus. But would she receive that crumb? Let's find out. Look at verse 28. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Woman. In the Greek, "O gunai. Oh, woman. There's great emotion in Jesus' voice. Christ has nothing but love and compassion for her. She is not a dog, but a woman. And Christ commends her for her great faith. For this woman had humbled herself and trusted in him. And by calling her a woman and granting her the mercy that she was seeking, he was showing how expansive the kingdom of God really is. Being a part of true Israel is not about ethnicity or or trying to prove your worth. It is about a humble trust. This faith that simply sought mercy was honored. And this woman's daughter was set free from her demon. How great a king we have that that he would extend his mercy to the most unlikely of people, to to someone who's standing in that culture was, was, was the standing of that of a dog. But let's be honest with ourselves. Is our standing any different than this woman's? I'll wager that the majority of you in here are not of Jewish descent. Just like me, you're probably a Gentile dog. And like this woman who who inherited the curse from Canaan, we too are a cursed people. We have Adam's blood flowing through our veins. We are in need of the mercy of Jesus. And like this woman, we must come humbly before this son of David and plead for his compassion. For that is what a true lost sheep of Israel does. They are alone on that that mountainside calling out for their shepherd to come find them. For they are helpless without him and they need his mercy. And it is mercy that they find. For this good shepherd, he comes to those who cry out. He says, Oh woman, Oh, man, you have great faith. And he doesn't just give you the crumbs either. He invites you to take a seat at his table. For you are his child, and he welcomes you into his family. Brothers, sisters, what a great and merciful king we have in our Lord Jesus. Trust in him. Trust in him with a humble heart. Let us pray. Father, we come to you now lowly in spirit. We confess that that we are not worthy to, to dine at your table Our sins are both great and many. We need your mercy. We need your Son, the one who died for us and offers to us the bread of life. And we need your Holy Spirit to come and and seal us, to mark us as your children. We pray this in Jesus' name.